God has made our Papa a wise master builder. Declare tonight he has been building according to the plan. He builds precious stones. He builds stones. He builds gold on the platform that have been led. Declare tonight he will continue to build on that platform. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Asikato and Rabrata 
Begin to declare tonight. He remains focused. He remains steadfast. Mikato kabayata zekula zelia sama angrita porosubayata lagrita parasuna baha engreko seperebaya. His heart is kept intact. Nikra parasubayata the way God has made it. Inkaparosabayata as God has found it faithful. As God has found him faithful. Mike supranda sumana inkato keperesuta ba zayata nabara bara bosuta ba zinkata kapara suda ba engkata poroso kota ba zanaka toke negalabata isako tekelia 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 Salabarabos, Bayacate, La Barabarasa, Nicrata Cote Barasa, Emagentalaha, Zingrapa Talu Sebara, Ziano Cotea, Angreto Saparata, De Cruza Prata Cote Barata, Nicrapa Parazunemaha, begin to declare tonight that our Papa walks worthy of the Lord, Ekapadabosubayata, he was worthy of the vocation wherewith he has been called in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, Niatopana. As he has walked, so he will continue to walk. Akita bada basu bayata, ingapanda zanda badosu bayata, ingaparose prenda barasu namaha. Fulfilling the desire of the Lord God, Zambrando ketele brada baha, bringing joy to God. Nikrato se brada baha, ensala sabana. Niako se peresu bayata, by reason of Him, thanks redounds unto God. Eko sabayata, that through Him, Nikrato sabanda badosi bayata, that through Him, all over the world, the fragrance and the knowledge of Jesus Christ is spread. Barasuna ha, ingata bana mosuma. Zakaparata, 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 Ezayanda Barosa, Manketoke Telebrata, Ayatekedosi Pranaha, Ekapata Barosudabara, Nakiato Sala, Nakiato Sala, Rebel Sabata, Rebel Sabata, Rebel Sabata, Rebel Sabata, Rebel Sabata, Go ahead and press forward, Nikaparabatu Sabayata, men ought always to pray. The Bible talks about Epaphras, Mekusabayata, a fellow brethren, a kaparatabaha, a soldier of Jesus Christ, who labors fervently in prayers. Makosabayata, go ahead and labor. There is no gentleness in labor. Matusabayata, go wild in the spirit. Isabayatabaha, go wild. If where you are standing is not comfortable for you, leave that place right now. Go ahead and pray tonight. Go ahead and labor tonight. I need to see movement in this house. Go ahead. Free yourself tonight. Go ahead. Go ahead tonight and labor tonight for the supply of the spirit. Ayata da Barabarosubaya, Nekeke Kabada Barosa, Libra Tacos and Teresu Baya, Nakoteke Libra Tabarosa, Libra Soke Telebranda Baha, Isa Toke Palia, Yate Kubana Bahoska, S
we begin to declare tonight the ministry of our papa imparts into us spiritual gifts spiritual gifts reminding his son Timothy he said neglect neglect not the gifts that have been imparted unto you by the laying out of my hands and by the ministration of my word we declare tonight Labrato Kebayata as a papa ministers his ministry in pass unto us and all other brethren all over the world spiritual gifts spiritual purposes to the end that we might be established to the end that we might do the work of the ministry Labrata Kayata Labrata Kayata Engatapadado Sibayanda Zangakatato Saba Zangakato Saba Paul speaking says I long for you that I might come unto you to the end that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts he says I know our Papa we know that when he comes in Coming with the fullness of the blessings of the gospel, Rasa Kabanabaros, Ingabanda Barasubayata, Randeko Pedesusa, Nigrato Ketelibrata, Asia, Debaya, Sebaya, 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 Yatoka Pedusabayata, begin to declare, grab your neighbor tonight, begin to pray for your die your neighbor tonight, begin to pray for your die your neighbor tonight, and begin to declare that die your neighbor. Will not walk in dishonor, will not walk in dishonor, will not treat the gift of God, make Kusabayata with the devil make care attitude, with not Chalasea, Nikana, Pelusanama, Egano Bayata, Baratu Sabayata, begin to declare for now your neighbor tonight, make Ratoke Pelesuzabana, eh, Adabal Subaya, Lande Gobara Subaya, my Ano Bayata. I walk in honor. This honor is far from me. Don't believe it's far from me. My heart has been circumcised by the Holy Ghost. I don't have an evil heart of unbelief. I have the spirit of the living God. I receive the man of God sent unto me with gladness of heart. I am a worthy child. I am a worthy son. Bayanda sana. Bayanda sana. Bayanda sana. I do not receive his words as words that is coming from me back as indeed the word of God. The word of God is meant to be believed. You don't analyze the word of God. You don't analyze the word of God. I cease from analyzing the word of God. I cease from judging the word of God. I receive the word of God. For I know <laughs> from whom it is coming. <laughs> I know Mazima. I know Samia. I do not take a Tabayata. Randa Kapandaha. 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 Yana Sumana. Begin to pray for that your neighbor. The Bible speaking, Negunabayata, concerning Eve. He said, But I fear. 
Let's look at Bayata. As the serpent beguiled Eve. So Mikato Bayata. Through his subtlety. So your minds should be corrupted. From the simplicity that is in Christ. From the simplicity that is in the gospel. Begin to pray for that your neighbor. Silence every negative voice. That is speaking into the minds of that your neighbor. To despair him. To turn him or her aside. From the purpose of God. In this house. In this local assembly. Under the tutelage of our Papa. Praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus. You're going to pray for your neighbor. The zeal of soul winning. The zeal for kingdom commitment. The zeal for service. Let it consume your neighbor. I'd like you to pray for somebody. That the zeal of the house of God. The zeal for commitment. The zeal for service. The zeal for soul winning. The zeal for discipleship. the seal of the house of God Pray for your neighbor. 
strengthen with might strengthen with might by the spirit strengthen with might by the spirit that your neighbor is strengthened with might by the spirit rakato beleketima membra gado sokono dobosa rakato bereketena nengra gado bashokoyo rakaso parakata strengthen with might by the spirit rakoskebi anaga rakata bashokono robo nangregedebo soto rakato bereketé rakato bereketé ranga parokoto sekia membra gadabaya membra gadabaya membra gadabaya membra gadabaya membra gadabaya membra Gadabaya, Membra Gadabaya, Membra Gadabaya, Membra Gadabaya, Membra Gadabaya, Membra Gadabaya, Alaba Soto, Alaba Soto, Alaba Soto, Alaba Soto, Alaba Soto, Alaba Soto, Membra Gadabalotobo, Membra Gadaboyana, Nanda Lanama, Membra Gadalaba, Egara Gatana, Nangara Dabaya, Agara Gadaba, Agaya Bayano, Egalebolobo Shakanama. Ziboro Kotoskaya Ziboro Kotoskabaya Zokotopi Lapatana Kata Mengarato Barakatanama Mambrakato Barokotosaka Bepereketo Barakatanama O Shakaya 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 Pray for your neighbor Walk worthy of the Lord Unto all please him being fruitful, that your neighbor will be fruitful, fruitful unto every good work, fruitful unto every good work. Let's pray together. Rakota Barakata, Babarakataskata, walk worthy of the Lord, walk worthy of the Lord, unto all pleasing. Be fruitful unto every good work. Rakosoperetama, 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 Rakosoperetama. Rako soperetama, agaba shokolaraba, agaba shotolaraba, agaba shotolaraba, agaba shotolaraba, agaba shotolaraba, anga sabaya, 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 agaba tokeleba, agaba rokoto soyanamaha. Fruitful unto every good work. Zekolo de Bosekia. Abounding daring with thanksgiving. Oh, Shakola Daba. Lift those hands and begin to worship and praise him. Begin to bless his name. Begin to thank him for the privilege to serve. Begin to thank him for the privilege to be selfless. Begin to thank him for the privilege to serve his kingdom, to serve his body. Go ahead and give thanks. Begin to praise him for answered prayer. Begin to praise him for answered prayer. Begin to praise him for a mighty move of God. Through your life, thank him for souls that are massively brought to the kingdom. Thank him for souls that are massively brought to the kingdom. Praise your father. Praise your father. In the name of Jesus. 
I declare tonight you are fruitful. You are fruitful unto every good work. I decree tonight you serve selflessly. I decree tonight you are sold out to the assignment. You are sold out to evangelism. You are passionate about discipleship. You are sincere and without offense. You are committed to the cause of Christ. You are not of those that draw back. In the name of Jesus, the zeal for souls has swallowed you up. You have boldness to declare the mystery of Christ. You are faithful in the ministry. I decree wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, ministry prospers through you. Souls are brought in their numbers to the kingdom. Disciples are raised. Disciples are multiplied. In the name of Jesus, barriers are broken. Barriers are broken. Captives are set free. The hold of darkness is broken. Men's minds are loose. The word of God in your mouth is with power. The word of God in your mouth is with power. The word of God in your mouth is with power. The word of God in your mouth is with power. You preach the word in and out of season. You preach the word in and out of season. You preach the word in and out of season. You preach the word in and out of season. These signs follow you. These signs follow you. You cast out devils. You heal the sick. You preach the word with power. In the name of Jesus. You're stirred up in your spirit. You are a terror to the kingdom of darkness. You are a terror to the kingdom of darkness. In the name of Jesus. Your life is aglow. Your life is on fire. The zeal of God consume you. In the name of Jesus. You glory in God. You glory in God. You are God sufficient. You are God sufficient. You are God sufficient. You are God sufficient. You are not ashamed of the gospel. You are not ashamed of the gospel. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Oh, we thank you, Father. This is the confidence we have. That whatever we ask, in accordance with your will, you hear at us. And because you hear us, we have our desired petition. We generate power. We make power available. We generate power. We make power available. Cities are brought to the light of Christ. Nations are brought to the light of Christ. Communities are taking over. Continents are taking over. Africa is taking over. Asia is taking over. Americas are taking over. In the mighty name of Jesus, every continent is taking over. Europe is taking over. Darkness is giving way to light. The word of truth is rising. So mightily grew the world. The word is prevailing. It's prevailing in our nations. It's prevailing in our city. It's prevailing in our communities. The word is prevailing. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Can we give the Lord a shout in this place tonight? Is that your best shout? Is that your best celebration? Glory! Amen. Lift your right hands to say to heaven and say these words with me. I am born of the world. The word of God 
is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says that amen on the note of finality. We want to welcome every one of you connected to Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, and all of you that are connected from our campus to this service tonight. We're glad to have you connected. Get ready. The word is going to build you up and you will never be the same again. Can I have a powerful amen? Anybody excited about answered prayers in this building? Can we give the Lord Jesus a great shout tonight? Glory! Amen. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self tonight. Glory to God. Let's get in the word. Glory to God. So yesterday we were looking at discipleship and evangelism. And I want to just continue from there. And then I will get into something else that I I want to share with us tonight. The book of Matthew chapter 28 verse number 19. Matthew 28 verse number 19. Go ye therefore and teach. I'd like you to take note of the word teach. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. 20. Teaching them to observe all things. Go ye therefore and teach. The mandate is to go and teach. Teaching means explain. Go and explain. Not go and share handbills. Not go and invite people. Go and teach. Go and explain. Don't go and bring people for me to teach. You go and teach. Go ye therefore and teach. Teaching. Very emphatic. Teach. Teaching. Teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Can I have a powerful amen? So the mandate is very clear. The mandate is very obvious. We've been asked to go and teach We've established that salvation is only in the message of Christ. Salvation is only in the message of Christ. We don't preach visions. We don't preach dreams. We don't preach personal experiences. We preach the message of Christ. Yesterday we took time to see that in Acts of the Apostles, as the church began to grow, there was only one consistent message. We saw from chapter 2, from the day of Pentecost, the message was one. All right through to the end of Acts, we took time to see that that church was given to preaching the integrity of the gospel of Christ. Look at Acts chapter 11 verse 26. Let's see the tenacity with which disciples are raised. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. And taught much people. Go ye therefore and teach teaching. And taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Look at the tenacity. For a full year, they were teaching every day because they were raising disciples. If you are going to raise disciples and genuine disciples, there is no substitute to teaching. They were teaching them for one full year. Look at Acts chapter 5 verse 42. The tenacity which which disciples are raised through teaching. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ content. Their content in the temple and from house to house was Jesus Christ. Daily. Every day they met. 
That's the tenacity. They met every day. You cannot make disciples casually. It is intentional and deliberate. The art of making disciples is intentional and deliberate. It was daily in the temple. As if that's not enough. Then from house to house, they ceased not. There was no vacation. They ceased not. There was no sabbatical. Daily in the temple. And from house to house. Because this thing is in and out of season. Daily in the temple and from house to house. They cease not to preach Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 8 verse 5. Look at the tenacity with which disciples are raised. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. And preached Christ unto them. The same content. And preached Christ unto them. He did not preach about keys to overcoming recession. He did not preach about keys to having a successful business enterprise. No, they preached Jesus. That was the message. The content was consistent. Are you still in the building? Acts 17, 17. Look at the tenacity with which disciples are raised. Therefore, disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. It was a daily affair. The art of raising disciples is a daily affair. Look at where Paul was doing his own. In the market. In the market. And in the market daily. There is no place that is left out. In the market daily. Put it up. Daily with them that met with him. He was teaching and raising disciples every day. Acts chapter 21 verse 21. Look at the tenacity with which disciples are raised. And they are informed of thee, that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses. He was teaching them to forsake Moses and focus on Christ. Saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. He was teaching this daily. He was teaching this daily, that they should forsake Moses and be committed to Christ. Look at the content the same. Acts 19 verse 8. Acts of the Apostles 19 verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for the space of three months. He was teaching daily for the space of three months. Disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. The same content every day. Daily for three months. Look at the tenacity. Acts 28:23. Acts 28:23. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to his house, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets. From morning till evening. He was teaching. Raising disciples is not for lazy people. He was teaching from morning till evening. They were asking questions. He will teach and teach and teach. They will ask questions. He will teach and teach and teach from morning till evening. When you give yourself to the art of raising disciples, you begin to see how sweet the word of God can be. Time flies when you are involved in teaching the integrity of God's word. Time suddenly loses relevance. 
except you are not teaching the right word. From morning till evening, it was not a one hour service. They were seated. Are you observing that? One year, three months, daily. From morning, look at the tenacity with which disciples are raised. Not that you say, I'm going to go and follow up my disciple. You enter, how are you people doing? Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for blessing. Amen. What did you go for? I went to uh, follow up disciples. That's, that's not follow up. Say you pass by to greet disciples. In discipleship, you sit down and teach. And you don't teach them in a hurry. You don't teach in a hurry. That's why it takes time. And that's why when disciples are produced, nothing can move them. You don't raise them in a hurry. Look at the tenacity with which the apostles and the disciples of Jesus reproduce disciples. Look at verse 30 of Acts 28. Verse 30. Acts 28, 30. And Paul dwelt two whole years. He dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him. Hospitality critical. If you are going to raise disciples, you must be very hospitable. Stinginess and selfishness cannot produce even disciple among mosquitoes. If you are stingy, even mosquitoes will not be your disciples. Look, they were coming to his house. A house he hired. They were coming there. And he received all that came to hear the word. He received all that came to hear the word. Look at the next verse. Verse 31. Preaching the kingdom of God. And teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. With all confidence. No man forbidding him. Content the same. The things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you seeing the consistency? The thing that there was nothing about motivation. There was nothing about how to make it from zero to hero. None of those things. Persuading them concerning Jesus Christ. Content consistent. That's the only way to raise disciples. Then look at the outcome of teaching these people. Remember, they were, they continued daily in Acts chapter 2 in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. They continued. Look at Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Acts of the Apostles chapter 4 verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. When you have spent time teaching your disciples Jesus, it reflects. It will show. Garbage in, garbage out. What you put into people is what you will get out of them. When you have spent quality time teaching, give me, give me the message Bible of that Acts chapter 4. I like the way the message Bible and the Amplified puts that Acts chapter 4 verse, verse 12. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. I mean verse 13, the message Bible. They couldn't take their eyes off them. Peter and John standing there so confident, so sure of themselves. Their fascination deepened when they realized these two were laymen. With no training in scripture or formal education. They recognized them as companions of Jesus. No formal training. They didn't even go to school. These were illiterates. There is a literacy that the word of God brings to a man. There is a refining that the word of God brings to a man. If you like, don't go to school. Just sit down under the teaching of God's word. The word of God is the best educator. 
by the time you start hearing and reading the word of God, suddenly you start speaking like a professor. Am I communicating at all? Give me the amplified of that scripture. Give me the amplified of that Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness and unfettered eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools, common men with no educational advantages, they marveled and they recognized that they are being with Jesus. You cannot be with Jesus and remain illiterate. You, Jesus is light. He's the light of the world. You cannot sit down with the word of God and remain an illiterate. So, in discipleship, a man is, is given value. Value in every area. You train him spirit, it affects his soul, it affects his body. A man becomes, he begins to enjoy added value to his standard of, of living, even on earth here. So, the same message everywhere. Brother Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you save Christ and him crucified. Look at the way brother Paul put it here when he was talking to Timothy. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5, I mean chapter 6 verse 4. 1 Timothy 6 verse 4. He is proud knowing nothing but doting about questions and strifes of words whereof commit envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings. Next verse. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. That's a place to underline. Destitute of the truth. Supposing that gain is godliness. From such, withdraw thyself. If a man is preaching a gospel that defines you material, materially, he is destitute of the truth. Any message that deceives people, and tells people, if you come to Jesus, all your problems will be over. That message is a lie. It is destitute of the truth. It means the preacher is a man of a corrupt mind. That's the way the Bible puts it. Because our gospel is not come to Jesus and have breakthrough. Our gospel is not come to Jesus and get a car. Our gospel is not come to Jesus if you are if you're barren, you will have children. That's not the gospel. Our gospel is Christ died for your sins. He was buried and on the third day he rose again for your justification. That is the gospel. The message of his death, burial, resurrection, which is a substitutionary sacrifice on our behalf. He stood in as our substitute. Died our death so we can have his life. These facts must be explained very properly to a man. These are the facts that a man will hear and be saved. These are the facts that a man will hear and be regenerated. I'm going to be examining these facts a little more as we proceed. If you're with me on the same page, can I hear a powerful amen? amen. Can I hear a powerful amen? amen? We preach not ourselves, but Christ and him crucified. So when disciples are raised, the next thing I want to deal with here and if you observe, I'm going gradually from one segment to another. I'm, I'm covering everything that concerns, you know, uh, training, evangelism, and discipleship. Why must I be part of a local church and be committed there? That's what I want to examine now. Why must I be part of a local church and be committed there? Why must your disciple be part of a local church and be committed there? 
why must you yourself be part of a local church and be committed there? Now, please, all of you that are following me online, this is where you need to pay close attention. Those who don't go to any church, you don't go to any church, you are happy to serve God in your room and be watching Dr. Damina online. Why must I be part of a local church and be committed there? There is a difference between attending service and being committed in a church. There is a difference between attending service and being committed in a church. Let's see the word of God. But just before I get into that, remember Matthew 16, 13. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Next verse. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Next verse. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Next verse. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Next verse. Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father which is in heaven. Next verse. And I say also unto thee. That thou art Peter. And upon this rock. I will build my church. If your Bible was mine. That's a place to underline. I will build my church. Personal pronouns. And the gates of hell. Shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. It's important to know who Jesus is. Jesus calls it my church. That word church is an old Greek word, ecclesia. Ecclesia. It means those who are called out. Ecclesia means those who are called out. It also means those who are called out to carry out. To carry out something. If you look at the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 38... The Israelites that came out of Egypt were called a church in the wilderness. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Which the angel which spoke to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers. Who received the lively oracles to give unto us. The church in the wilderness means the people that came out of Egypt called out. So when a man is called out, that calling out too is the church. So the church is the ecclesia or the called out ones. The called out ones. The called out ones. My church or the church of Jesus is a gathering of the called out ones. From darkness to light. From sin to righteousness. I will build my church. So the church are the ones called out by Jesus. The church are the ones called out by Jesus. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 18. Ephesians 1. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Next verse. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. The hope of this call that you have received. 
the call out of darkness into his glorious light that you may know the hope of this calling. You've been called from sin to righteousness. That you may know the, uh, the purpose for this calling. That was what Paul was praying for. Look at it again. First Peter 2.9 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The ecclesia. The called out ones. So the church of Jesus is a gathering of those that are called out of darkness into light. Called out of darkness into light. Ephesians 1.22 Ephesians 1.22 And I put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. He is the head over all things to the church. What is the church? Next verse. Verse 23. The head over all things to the church which is his body. The church is his body. Which is his body. So who is the church? The church is the body of Christ. Listen carefully. The church is the body of Christ. Please listen carefully. The church is the body of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 32. Ephesians 5 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So that scripture that has been used to preach marriage was just an analogy brother Paul was using to unveil Christ and the church. So the church came out of Christ just like Eve came out of Adam. Adam and Eve, one flesh. The church and Jesus, one spirit. Adam and Eve, one flesh. I and the Lord, one spirit. Eve came out of Adam. The church came out of Christ. I speak concerning Christ and the church. So the church is the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12.27 1 Corinthians 12.27 Now, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. You are the body of Christ and members in particular. So, we are the members of the body of Christ. We are the members of the body of Christ. I repeat, we are the members of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. Many scriptures good for your health. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father. Next verse. Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Next verse. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Did you observe the building is already done? And are built, not will be built. 21, 21. In whom all the building, because the building has been finished, all the building fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. 
He calls the church different names. He gives the church different concepts. He calls the church the household of God. He calls the church the family of God. The household of God. So everybody in there came from God. Everybody in the family came from God. Everybody in the family came from God. The church is the family of God. The church is the body of Christ. The church is the household of faith. Look at Ephesians 3.14. Ephesians 3.14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 15. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's why it is the body of Christ. Because it is a family. One heritage one lineage. We are a family. One heritage, one lineage. Galatians 6.10 Galatians 6.10 As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. He calls it the household of faith or the family of faith. Those who have believed the gospel. The family of faith. Those who have believed the gospel. Look at Ephesians 4.11. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Are you still in the building? And he gave some apostles. And some prophets. And some evangelists. And some pastors and teachers. Why? Next verse. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. What do you mean the body of Christ? Verse 15. 15 of Ephesians chapter 4. But speaking the truth in love. May grow up into him in all things. Which is the head. Even Christ. 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied. Every joint supplied. Somebody said to me, I am a joint in the body of Christ. I have a supply to make to the body. So every joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body, Unto the edifying of itself. The body edifies itself. Meaning, there is nothing the body lacks. The body within itself has everything it needs. So the body supplies itself. We supply ourselves. There is nothing we need from outside. Everything we need is in the body. So we supply ourselves. Edifying ourselves in love. Jesus is the head of that body. So first and foremost, the very day you got born again, you became a member of the family of God. The very day you got born again, you became a member of the family of God. God is your father. God is your father. So the church is Jesus and his body. The church 
is Jesus and his body. He is the head. Head means he is the source. He is the source. Everyone who became a member, Jesus is the source from which members are born. 1 Corinthians 12.12 1 Corinthians 12.12 Put it up. For as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ. Next verse. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Did you see that? By one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we be bond or free. And have been all made to drink into one spirit. We have, all, we have been all made to drink into one spirit. So, the church is a gathering of those who are called out. The church is a gathering of of those who are called out who are in Christ. Called out in Christ. So we are all members of the body. The church is called out of darkness into light. So you are an expression of Jesus to the world. You are an expression of Jesus to the world. So the church is in Christ. The church is in Christ. Now, apart from the universal church, we have the gathering. The gathering of believers in an organized form called the local church. We have a gathering a gathering, a localized gathering of believers in an organized form called the local church. We have an organized gathering. Jesus gives an example of how this organized gathering functions. Look at Matthew 18.15. Let's begin with Jesus. Matthew 18.15 Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault. Between you and him alone. If your Bible is mine, I will underline that place, that alone. Because some of us have never obeyed that one. Somebody offends you, you tell everybody. Go to him. Even your wife, don't tell your wife. Go to the man first. So that you and your wife will not gossip. Because when you start gossiping a matter, the matter starts developing in size. Something that was small, when two of you sit down on it, husband and wife, and you start feasting on it, it starts from an ant and becomes an antelope. Before you know it becomes a lion. Because you're feasting on it. You're meditating on it. So it is growing in size. That's why Jesus said, go to him. Between you and him alone. First. That's the first line of action. Don't go to where they will add salt and pepper and give you other interpretations. Because the moment you start discussing it, 
different interpretations will come. Then suddenly, a simple matter will start looking yellow, red, green, purple, red, red, pink, red. One issue. And then suddenly it becomes complicated. Suddenly a simple matter that simple sorry will have settled will become an issue that people will have to gather to resolve. Are you with me here? So Jesus said, if your brother, somebody say brother, touch somebody by you say you are my brother. Okay. If your brother, don't call a sister brother, well it's okay. <laughs> if you call a sister brother, it's okay. There's no male, there's no female. All of us are brothers of Jesus. Amen. Alright, put that scripture back. You go to him and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Next verse. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Next verse. And if he shall neglect to hear those people you brought, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto you as a hidden man and a publican. So, the pastor is the last line of authority. Once a matter comes to pastor, nothing is higher than pastor. Pastor is supreme court. Pastor is the senate that cleared Donald Trump. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm just giving an illustration. Pastor is the last line of, of authority. When everything else fails, if they bring you to pastor and you still act like you've never had Christ, then we will treat you like an unbeliever. What do we do to unbelievers? We forgive them and consider that they don't know Christ. We will treat you like a brother who has never known Christ. See that? Now, so, Jesus established within the local setting of the church that there has to be a way things are done in the local body. It is Jesus that set it up. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah, it's not a man's idea. The local church is not a man's idea. Alright? So, the highest form of authority in the gathering is the pastor. First Timothy 3.15 First Timothy 3.15 but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So, there is a way to behave in the local church. There is a way to behave in the gathering, the local assembly. Look at verse 19 of that First Timothy 3. Sorry, sorry. 1 Corinthians 14, 19. 1 Corinthians 14, 19. Yet, in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding than by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. This church, Brother Paul is talking about, is it a universal church or local church? Very good. So you can see that doctrinally, it is God that established the local church. So a man that does not join the local church but claims he's born again is a doctrinal suspect. 
It is God that set up the local church. And I'm going to show you from scriptures. Look at that same First Corinthians 14, 23. 14. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place. So a local church must have a location where we gather. And all speak with tongues. And there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers. Will they not say that you are mad? So there is a way to conduct ourselves in a local house, in a local assembly, in the gathering of those that are called out by Jesus in a local environment. If you are born again, you are already in the church, which is the body of Christ. Then there is also the gathering, the local assembly. There is also the gathering. After you are saved, you need to gather with others who are in Christ. After you are saved, you need to gather with others who are in Christ. So, the local church is the assembly of those who are in the church. You didn't hear that. The local church is an assembly of those who are in the church. 1 Timothy 3.15 But if I tarry, that thou mayest know thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. That scripture is local church. 1 Corinthians 14.19 Yet in the church, that scripture is local church. Second witness. 1 Corinthians 14.23 if therefore the whole church dealing with the local church, another witness. So if you observe the book of Acts, it measured on the assembly. The book of Acts. It measured on the physical gathering. Joining Christ is not your doing. You believe you are saved. Then one of the first steps you take after you lead someone to Christ, the very first thing a new believer will need is to join a body of believers. You don't give birth to a child and drop him and tell him, go and look for your parents. No. That's the first thing you encourage a disciple to do. To join a body of believers that will be a family to him. A body of believers that will be a family to him. That is the most important decision he will ever make after Christ. The choice of a local church. That is the most important decision a new believer will ever make outside Christ. The Christian walk will be determined by the local church you belong to. Your Christian walk will be determined by the local church you belong to. Very important. Your Christian work can never be different from your local church. Your Christian work can never be different from your local church. So that's why in Acts of the Apostles, they majored on the church as an assembly. Look at the very first thing we see in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 1. Very first thing. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. One accord in one place. And suddenly, next verse, 
There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Local house. Next verse. And they appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire. And he sat upon each of them. And they began to speak in tongues. Verse 4. And they began, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they were in one place. One place. Jesus told them to tarry in Jerusalem. Luke 24, 49. Tarry, he gave them a location. Tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Tarry, he gave them a location. Tarry in Jerusalem. So if they didn't understand the place of gathering, everybody would have been in his house on the day of Pentecost. Everybody will have been in his house trying to join the service online. Everybody will have been in his house. But that was not the instruction. You tarry together in Jerusalem. And when the day came, they were together in one accord, in one place. That was the birth of the New Testament church. And it started from a local setting. That's instructive. That's fundamentally instructive. The book of Acts majored on the gathering. Look at Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 39. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Verse 41. Observe, the, observe this context. Then they that gladly receive his word were baptized. And the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Next verse. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, local assembly. And fellowship, local assembly. And in breaking of bread and in prayers. Did you observe that one of the first things that happened after the message of brother Peter in Acts 3 was fellowship. Fellowship. They continued in the apostles doctrine. So the new convert needs to know he has an obligation to church commitment. A new convert needs to know that he has an obligation to church commitment. Look at Acts 2.46. Acts 2.46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple. One accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. So they continued in one accord in the temple. Verse 44. 44 of Acts chapter 2. 44. Who is on that computer? Please, I need somebody alive on that system. And all that believed were together. All that believed we are together. Verse 47. Acts 2.47. Acts 2.47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Local assembly. The Lord added to the local assembly those that should be saved. As people were being saved, they were added to a local house. Peter and John had an issue with the authorities. In Acts chapter 4, after they healed the man and they get beautiful. They had an issue with the authorities. In verse chapter 4 verse 23, put it up, Acts 4 23. And being let go, they went to their own company. They went to their own company. That's the local church. They went to their own company. 
That's the local church. If you don't belong to a local church, you have no company. They went to their own company. And this company was a local setting. Alright? The Greek has it as their own companion. That word company in the Greek is their own companion. Acts 5.11 Acts chapter 5 verse 11 And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as had these things. So there was a local gathering in Acts chapter 5 verse 11. A gathering. Acts 5.13 to 14 Acts 5.13 to 14 And of the rest does no man join himself to them but the people magnified them. 14 And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes, both of men and women, the gathering, the local assembly. Are you still in the building? The local assembly. People were saved and added to the local church. So when you witness the gospel to anyone, the first thing to do is to get him a local church. Don't get somebody born again and tell him, look for any Bible-believing church. That is the most dumbest thing I have ever heard. It's like telling a child you just gave birth to, look for a mother you like. You can't tell him, look for a Bible-believing church. Does he know what a Bible-believing church is? He doesn't know anything. You take him to a Bible-believing church. You are his spiritual parenthood. You take him there. Am I still teaching here? Yes. Later on, as you keep reading the book of Acts, you will find out that the apostles had a new word. And that's the word disciples. Look at Acts 6.1. Acts 6.1. And in those days, when the number of the disciples, disciples, alright? Acts 6.2. Acts 6.2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples. Disciples. Acts 6.7. Acts 6.7. And the word increased and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. So now, the, 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 the believers have become students. They have become students. And from then, the most prominent word you will find from that chapter 6 is disciples, disciples, because they were continuing in the teaching of the word of God. They were continuing in the teaching of the word of God, meaning every believer ought to be a disciple. Every believer ought to be where he receives training and is grounded for Christ. Every believer ought to be where he receives training. And is grounded for Christ. So the local church is where believers are discipled. Taught. Trained. And are nurtured. The local church is where believers are discipled. Taught. Trained. And are nurtured. Nothing entertaining there. It's all serious business. The local church is where believers are discipled, taught, trained, and they are nurtured. When you see a Christian talk in a particular way, and how he lives his life, it's easy to tell that he has no local church. From the way a believer will talk and behave, you will know that he has not been pastored. There's a way a believer will talk and behave. You know that he is a product of bad pastoring or no pastoring whatsoever. It's very obvious. Which means there is a discipline being in the local church produces. There is a culture 
there is a culture being in the local church ought to produce in a believer. There is a discipline. That is, when a believer has grown properly in a local church, he is cultured. Have you heard of people who, have uncultured, who are uncultured? They are motherless, no training. A believer without a local church becomes like that. Raw, crude, undefined. Raw, crude, undefined. From the way they talk to the way they behave. They are raw, they are crude, they are unrefined. Hence, they are a minus to the gospel of Christ. They are a minus to the gospel of Christ. If you check the library of a man that doesn't have a pastor, you will know he doesn't have a pastor. His library has everything. 200 dangerous prayers. Point and kill anointing. Everything is in his library. You know he has no pastor. So if you are here, your library is like that. You've been pastorless. You can be in this church and you are pastorless. I can't pastor you by force. I will only pastor you when you allow me to pastor you. So you can be in this church unpastored. You are a waster of the grace of this ministry. That is your head is rejecting grace. Because ministry is grace. Am I communicating at all? If you're hearing me say I hear you. So it's obvious. You can tell from his library. From the way he talks. The kind of books he reads. You will know that this person doesn't have a pastor. His life is not well regulated. When he's online you will know. If you see him on Facebook. He talks anyhow make comments anyhow and he likes any post that sounds like Christianity any post that sounds like Christianity heaven help those that help themselves you will see him you will like it and put a love shape there God is very careless he will like it God is mysterious he will like it you can't try God. He kill it and make it alive. He will like it. And copy it and put on his wall. You know he doesn't have a pastor. He's not cultured. You can tell. I'm teaching good. If I'm teaching good, can I hear powerful amen? He's not being regulated by anybody. He goes to church, but he's not committed anywhere. He's very selfish. Any believer that refuses to join the local church is a product of selfishness. Any believer. Once a believer isolates himself from the local church, selfishness has gotten a better part of him. How else will you define selfishness other than the man does not want to share with anybody? How else will you define selfishness other than the man doesn't want to be in a place where somebody might offend him, where somebody might use him, where somebody might benefit from him. Where he could be a blessing to somebody. So he avoids those kind of things. He has an allergy to being around people. He's selfish. Very selfish. 
Anybody that doesn't want to be a part of your local assembly is a selfish person. And I can prove it to you from the scriptures. Well, we're here, you will see. Very selfish. They just appear like that with a girl. Boom. With rings in their hands. We're married. Uh-uh. When? Ah, it has happened. You know, the Lord is doing things sharp, sharp for us. We got married the other day. Nobody is aware. They told nobody. They informed nobody. They live their lives anyhow. They behave anyhow. They just live anyhow. They are not pastored by anybody. If you talk too much, they withdraw from church for three months. Then when they are forgotten, they come back. Then when they discover nobody is remembering what they did, they start coming closer to the front. Then when you are preaching something that they don't like, they pull back again. They stay away for six months. When the matter has been forgotten, they come back again. They are not pastored by anybody. They are living a careless life. Sometimes when people have a problem in this church and they tell me, I don't know whether they are members or not. Because when I look around, they are neither with us or against us. They are just there. It's the love of Christ that makes us reach out. Not because it is their right for us to reach out to them. Because they are not committed to us. So they don't deserve a commitment from us. Am I teaching here? Yeah. Nobody knows them. You see them appear in my office. Pia. Yes. I need help. What kind of help? Financial help. Which district do you belong? District. 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 They don't know district. They don't know. Are you in a house fellowship? House fellowship? We fellowship in my house. That's not what I say. Are you? They are not committed to anything. Who knows you in this church? Uh, I've been around. No. Which member knows you? Uh, One brother like that. I can't remember his name. Go and bring him. They never come back. They are not committed. They are not committed. That's not how your Christian life is so useless before God. God cares about much more than that. He says the solitary in families. God sets the solitary in families. God wants you to belong to a family. You are born into that family. You must acknowledge and be committed to that family. Am I talking to somebody here? And some people go to church out of convenience. They come when it is okay. When it is not okay, they stay away. How do you disciple such people? The local church is where you are nurtured. There is nothing like self-development. I will develop myself. In spiritual things, I'm going to show it to you. I am developing myself. Just gather materials. I will pastor myself. That's why you're catching Rema everywhere. Ephesians 4, 11 again. Teaching good. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He gave them. He gave. Why? Next verse. For the perfecting of the saints. The saints don't perfect themselves. It is the gift of Jesus that is responsible for the perfecting of the saints. The saints don't perfect themselves. It is the gift of Jesus. He gave gifts. For the maturity of the saints. Look at verse verse 14. Look at verse 14 of that chapter. 
4.14. Give me 13. 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 14. That we as for be no more children tossed to and fro. Tossed to and fro. And carried about. The only cure from being carried about and tossed to and fro is to be in a local church with a pastor. That's the only cure. That is the only cure. That is the only cure. God gave gifts to you to perfect you. God put men in the body of Christ to do the perfecting. Look at Colossians 1.27. Colossians 1.27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now pay attention to the next verse. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. That we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. He didn't say that every man may present himself. That we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Number one, men that are gifted to the church will present every, every man. Who does the perfecting of the saints? Men who are the gift of God. So both the perfecting and the presenting is in the gift that Jesus gave to the church. That we may perfect and that we may present. That we may perfect and that we may present every man. It's not Jesus that does the perfecting. It is men that do the perfecting. Somebody said to me, Jesus is my pastor. I say, you are a fool. You are a fool. Are you not a fool? You are a fool. Who is a fool? A fool is one who doesn't know he doesn't know. Jesus called them fools. Paul called them fools. Jesus is my... Jesus pastors nobody. He gave gifts to men. Pastors. You don't pastor yourself and Jesus doesn't pastor you. Men pastor you. I didn't hear a good amen. Amen. Who pastors you? Men. Men pastors you. Jesus is nobody's pastor. I'm not accountable to anybody. I'm only accountable to Jesus. You are a fool. I repeat. Thinking like that makes you a fool. In fact, another word for fool is idiot. Check the Greek. Check the Greek manuscript. Another word for fool is idiot. You are an idiot. Oh, idiot. Slow of heart. (laughs) Oh, idiotic Galatians. Are you so idiotic? Glory to God. Teaching good? I'm loving you guys. Because I'm telling you the truth. Jesus is nobody's pastor. Touch your neighbor say, Jesus is nobody's pastor. He has given you a pastor. In this church, Abel Damina is your pastor. 
Glory to God. He gave men to do the job of pastoring. First Thessalonians 5.12 First Thessalonians 5.12 And we beseech you brethren to know Jesus. We beseech you brethren to know Jesus which labors among you. Huh? To know who? To know them. Them men which labor among you. We beseech you to know them which labor among you and are over you. Over you in the Lord and admonish you. They are over you, labor among you, over you. We are one in Christ, but there are those over you. We are one in Christ, but there are those over you. Hebrews 13, 17. Glory to God. Obey them that have the rule over you. They have the rule over you. Did he say like them? Like them that have the rule over you. Is that what he said? Obey. Obey them that have the rule. The word rule is the same word for control. That have the control over you. You are born again. Somebody watches over you. These are the people that give account of your life. Where do you find these people? In the local church. You have to be accountable. Accountable. We say prayer meeting, you attend. Bible study, you attend. Evangelism, you attend. And if for any reason you will be absent, you obtain proper permission. That is living an accountable life. Not disappear and reappear to disappear. No. 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 You are out of order. You don't just disappear. We should know where you are. That's being accountable. We should know where you are. If you are not going to be in a meeting, the honorable thing to do to show that you are cultured and you are refined and you have been pastored well is to obtain proper permission. Somebody said, but the permissions will be too much. Did we complain? Did we complain that you are taking permission too much? Nobody complained. Nobody complained. But at least we know where you are part time and we can follow you with prayer. We can pray for you because we know where you are. If we don't know where you are, how do we pray? We wait for you to come. Glory to God. I say glory to God. In making disciples, disciples must be taught accountability. And they must be, they must be taught commitment to the local church. Very important. They must be taught commitment to the local church. A man that cannot be discipled is not a believer. A man that cannot be discipled is not a believer. They are not Christians. They can be coming to church but they have not believed. Somebody says, 
I don't like that church. Why? They teach Bible too long. Anybody who says that is not born again. Anybody who says I don't like church because they teach the Bible too much is not born again. People are sitting down from morning till evening studying Bible. You are born of the word and you can't stand the word and you want to live with Jesus who is the word. You are born of the word and you cannot endure the word and you want to live with Jesus who is the word forever. No, you are far from him. Those that are with Christ, it will be obvious in their excitement to learn the word. Am I teaching? I said, am I teaching? A man that cannot be discipled is not a believer. A man that cannot be taught the word of God is not a believer. The book of Acts has churches by location. Church in Jerusalem, later in Antioch, later on, they had churches in different localities. Peter and Paul were pastoring different churches. They may have different belief systems and they may have different ways and patterns of doing their service. Our service patterns must not be the same. If only Power City can just adjust their services like this, it will be better. Go and start your own. Go start your own and do it like that. Wherever you came from to where you came to, there was a church there you left. You should have stayed there and be enjoying that thing that you are trying to make us do. In my former church, go back. Go back. Since you are still attracted to it like that, go back. I'm teaching. Anybody who tells you in my former church, what do you tell him? Go back in the name of Jesus. <laughs> this can never be your former church. It can never. Is there a difference between present and former? Different and former, are they the same? Eh? It's like you marry a new wife and you keep telling her, my former wife. Or, you know, my former fiancé, I used to like the way she used to stand. You know what will happen? You will soon be a bachelor. <laughs> Say, my former church. Why did you leave now? Are you not a hypocrite? Why did you leave? Once you join a church, do whatever the church does. Once you join a church, submit yourself well. Submission must be total. There is no half submission. I have taught you in this church. The only thing that should make you live a place is if Christ is not taught. Simple. If Christ is not taught, because that's the whole essence for church, to assemble around the word of God. Somebody shout, I hear you. I'm not hearing you say, I hear you. And there are some people who are professional first-timers. Professional first-timers. They like to go to churches where they are always the first-timers. And they know that they will give them gift. 
So in three months, they have attended six churches as first-timers. Then after a while, they still come back to our church as first-timers. Say, anybody coming for the first time, they lift their hand. This is the third time, but because they didn't stay, so they are always first-timers. Professional first-timers. First Corinthians 4.15. Are you enjoying the service? First Corinthians 4.15. We're dealing with training. Are we training for work? For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you have yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I have begotten you through the gospel. Why did he say this? Because of 1 Corinthians 3.11. 1 Corinthians 3.11. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So because of that, he now said, though you have 10,000 instructors, I am your father. You don't have many fathers. The problem with the Galatian church is that they didn't know who their father was. That's the problem with the church in Galatia. They didn't know who their father was. So they were moving around. They were bringing all kinds of preachers to preach to them. They were all over the place. And when you start being, being all over the place, when you start being all over the place, when you start being, listen carefully, when you start being all over the place, you will hear me teach on Christ. You hear another preacher who is a New Testament preacher preaching Christ. You hear another one preaching Christ. So in your mind, we are preaching the same thing. You keep hearing us. You will not know when one of them has already started compromising the message because now you are gullible, you have accepted it. That's why you must be in a church where somebody can be accountable. Where somebody can be accountable. And don't be looking for where they are teaching New Testament, New Testament. There is more than enough in your church. There is more than enough in this house. Some of you have not even caught up with what I taught last year, June. You are still trying to catch up. Why don't you settle down and take the teachings, let them sink in. Let them sink. Don't be itching ears. Itching ears. Itching ears. Eh, eh, I like the way this other pastor used to put it. I like the way this other, the way he says it. Hey, itching ears. Meanwhile, these people that you are following around are not accountable for you. They are not accountable for you. Shouldn't we listen to other preachers? I didn't say that. But I said at least understand everything I'm teaching first before you hear another preacher. You didn't hear what I said. What did I say? Understand everything I am teaching first. And when you have understood it all, then you can hear another preacher. Did I say something? Touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. Very instructive. Stay safe in the house. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Imagine if all believers were mobile. No believer was committed. On Sunday you come, ah, Papa has gone to Kanafon, Pastor Praises in Uruan. Uh, everybody has gone. Then you, only three of you arrive. You two will look. You will all be mobile. Mobility, Christianity. 
there will never be church. There will be no teaching. There will be no training. Imagine if nobody was committed. Imagine if nobody was committed. We arrive here on Sunday. Everywhere is dirty. Everywhere is scattered. Everywhere is disorganized. No instrumentalist. Nobody taking care of sound. Everything is just like that. Imagine if that was that. That is why everybody in the body of Christ must be committed, supplying, 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 so that the entire body can function well. How many of you would like your leg to be at home and your head is in the office? The body of Christ must be together. God doesn't want his body scattered. Once a part of your body is not in harmony with others, you are sick. Is that true? Eh? Once you, maybe you have stomach upset, suddenly your stomach is making noise. The other parts of the body are quiet. Only that place is making noise. <laughs> you need a doctor. True or false? Then somebody touch your stomach. Do, 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 do. Bro, see doctor. <laughs> The body of Christ ought to function well like the human body. That's the analogy brother Paul used. Glory. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Somebody shout hallelujah. Brother Paul tackled the fact that people just eating all over the place. Trying to listen to things outside the local church. He tackled it. Because the body of Christ ought to be together in a local assembly. Hearing the same thing and growing together. So that together we can carry out the assignment that is ours. Hebrews 10.25, do not dismiss the assembling of yourselves together. Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. It's fundamental. Christian gathering is fundamental. The local church is part and parcel of our faith in Christ. Write it down in capital letters. The local church is part and parcel of our faith in Christ. So our faith in Christ, as we are going to be seeing the next few days, involves the local church. Our faith in Christ involves our faith in the local church. You must accept and be accepted. So one of the first thing people say is this. I don't want to go to a church. Does going to church make heaven? Going to church is not a ticket to heaven. Going to church is not a ticket to salvation. The local church is not about salvation. The local church is a fruit of salvation. The local church is not about salvation. The local church is a fruit of salvation. If you don't have a local church, almost likely you are not a Christian. Almost likely. Almost likely. Because the local church is the fruit of salvation. Look at 1st John chapter 1 verse 3. 1st John chapter 1 verse number 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us, local church, 
And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So, before the fellowship is with the Father and the Son, it is first of all with us. Next verse. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. That you may have fellowship with us, local church. Then, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. So, the local church is the fruit of salvation. You cannot claim to be a Christian and not love the church. You cannot claim to be a Christian and not love the church. Ephesians 1.15 See the way brother Paul will put it. You will love this. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. Colossians 1.4 since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints. Philemon 1.4 Every time the love for Christ is demonstrated to the love for the saints. Philemon 1.4 I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Verse 5 Hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. So, coming with salvation is a passion to love God's children. Coming with salvation is a passion to love God's children. So, if you claim to be saved and you don't want to be around God's children, you are not yet a Christian. If you claim to be saved and you don't want to be around God's children, you are not yet a Christian. Because any genuine believer that is saved naturally wants to be around other believers. How many of you are born in a family and you don't want to see your siblings? You are born with four brothers, one sister, but you don't want to see them. Every time the family gather, you isolate yourself. Why? I don't want to see them. Daddy, if you want me to be your child, drive them away. When you drive them, I will come home. That child, the DNA of that child should be examined. The father should suddenly want to know whose child is this. Because nobody, no matter how much you fight with your siblings, blood is thicker than water. In the natural. When you see your siblings, there's something it does to you. There's something. All of us here are brethren. You should be happy to see everybody. But if you come to church and you look at all of us and you feel one kind, you're not born again. You're not born again. You are not born again. See, I only love Jesus. I don't love the church. I love Jesus. You're a thief. You don't love no Jesus. How can you claim to love God whom you do not see and hate your brethren whom you see? I'm teaching. Turn to your neighbor and say, I, I love to be with you. In the house of God. <laughs> if, you have, if you don't love to be with us, something is wrong. <laughs> Coming with salvation is a love for God's people. Galatians 16. I'm beginning to round up. Are you blessed? As we have therefore opportunity. Let us do good to all men. But. But. Eh? Power city. Talk to me. But. Especially 
to those. So before you give the beggar 15 naira, make sure a brother in this church does not need that 15 naira. Yes? You are a hypocrite who is busy being a nice man out there and a brother sitting with you in church has not eaten for three days and it's not because he's fasting. But because he's fasting. It's not because he's fasting, but it's because he's fasting. Because when there's no food, what are you doing? It's hunger strike. Fasting in court. The love of God is the bond of perfection. When we begin to love one another, it will radiate. It will show. Glory to God. And that love is in our heart. It's just for us to let it flow. Glory to God. Tell your neighbor, I love you. I love you. I love you. When you are ashamed of believers, you yourself, you are not a believer. If you love and honor God, you will love and honor his children. Uh -uh. How can a man be saying he loves me, but when he sees my children, he's angry. He's not a hypocrite. When you love me, you love everything that comes with me. You can't say you love me, you don't love mama. You are a suspect. You are actually a thief. Husband, anybody that loves you and don't love your wife is a thief. Wife, anybody that loves you and don't love your husband is a barao. You know barao? Barao only. Well, you know? You know only barao. Thief. That one, I don't know whether it is for thief or... <laughs> Glory to God. I say glory to God. I say glory to God. I say glory to God. Somebody say, but that church is full of imperfect people. Yes, that is why you can be a member. You didn't hear what I said. Somebody say, oh, that church is full of imperfect people. Yes, that is why you yourself can be a member because you yourself are imperfect. If the church was perfect, there would be no space for you. Because you, you have imperfection. You have your own human challenges. You know, you have certain weaknesses because of mortality. You have it. But God has created an atmosphere for us to be able to accommodate ourselves and tolerate ourselves. And do what? Tolerate ourselves. It's one of the fruit of the spirit. It's one of the things that the spirit of God produces in you. Tolerance. We are able to tolerate people. You sit down with a brother and you find out that his breath is bad. You tolerate him. You manage and endure it. You endure it and be smiling by force. You'll be smiling. And if you do too much, he will start talking to you. Brother, brother, I'm saying something. Are you not hearing me? And after service, if it disturbs you much, do something about it. Say, brother, there's something I want us to do tomorrow. Are you free? What time? Let's do something together. Take him quickly to the dentist. Tell them, fix him. I will pay the bill. So that tomorrow we can sit and be happy. You are my brother. See, I hear you. I say, see, I hear you. You stand up and they say, lift up holy hands. And a brother lift up his hand. You look at his, you look at him and you see the map of Nigeria part missing. Say, bro. We have to see after this service. You know the map of Nigeria? You don't know the map of Nigeria. Half of the map is missing. 
Tell him, bro, we have to see after this service. You are my brother. They say, if somebody is mad, it is his brethren that are embarrassed. You didn't hear what I said. Tell somebody, you are my brother. Why are you avoiding their face? Turn to somebody, tell him, you are my brother. I'm about to close. <laughs> Somebody is carrying his face. <laughs> Church is for imperfect people like me. I thought you would say that with me. Said very loud. That's why we can come together and walk together and grow together and be the better for it. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So there must be a local house where believers steadily, systematically are brought up. Steadily and systematically are brought up. There must be a systematic way of training people. It's called discipleship. Systematic way of training people. You teach people in an organized form. When you disciple people, you disciple them in an organized form. If possible, get an outline and teach, teach sequentially. Sequentially. Don't start preaching salvation and begin to talk about hellfire. And begin to talk about other things. No. Things must be well organized so that the person is not confused. There must be a systematic line of thinking communicated to the person you are discipling. And growth will only happen to you in church. You didn't hear that. Growth will only happen to you in church. You cannot grow outside church. You can only grow in church. You grow in church. You didn't hear that. You grow in church. You don't grow out of church. You grow in church. Spiritual growth can only happen in the assembly. It is in church you will have the opportunity to minister to brethren. It is in church you will have the opportunity to operate the gifts of the spirit. It is in church you will have the opportunity to lead in prayer. It is in church you will have the opportunity to pray for people that need prayer. It is in church you will have the opportunity to share a word. It is in church you will have the opportunity to preach and teach. It is in church. So the church is an environment for believers development. You are fed and you are given an opportunity to serve. You are fed and you are given an opportunity to serve. And as you are eating and serving, you are growing. You are eating and serving, you are growing. It is in church who can tell you, go and visit a brother in the hospital. Pray for him and make sure he is healed. If he's not healed, don't come back. Don't come back. We've done it. You, you know, we've done it here. We, we ask people, yeah, go and pray for him until he's well. If it's not well, stay there. So because you know that your coming back is in the hand of healing, healing must happen. The way you will even pray will be different from the way you will pray if you know you will go home. Now you've got to get that brother healed. Say, I hear you. Yes. It's growth. It's growth. And as you begin to grow, 2 a.m. we will call you, brother, what are you doing sleeping? Wake up. Go to this place. Some other brother is in trouble. Right now, go and pray for him. Wake you up at 2 o'clock. Wake you up at 5 a.m. 
Call you off from somewhere. What are you doing there? I'm engaging something. Quickly round up. You need to go there for a brother. You need to go there. All of those are exercises for spiritual development. Only people that are not selfish will make themselves available. If I'm saying something, say I hear you. Kabayada. Say with me, I grow in knowledge. I grow in grace. And I help others to grow. Stand on your feet. I grow in grace. I grow in knowledge. And I help other people to grow. Say it again. I grow in grace. I grow in knowledge. And I help other people to grow. I didn't hear a good amen. I'd like you to turn to somebody and say, Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Give me the opportunity to grow. And I may use you sometimes to grow. You know how to use your brethren to grow? Eh? You step on your toes. You do things that make them unhappy. And they tolerate you. Because they know you're growing. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. The church gives all of us opportunities to grow. It gives us the opportunity. So take advantage of our gathering and grow. Use us for experiment to grow. We call you to pray. You come and pray one prayer that we don't know whether we should say amen or omi. Say pray for us. Say father. 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 He doesn't know what to say. And all of us patiently are waiting for him. In Jesus name and all of us shout amen. He is using us for training. And meanwhile, somebody standing there that could have come up and said, Thank you, Lord. Even as it is written, he starts flowing. We didn't call him. We call Father. <laughs> Father. Because he is given an opportunity to grow. In departments you meet, somebody is asked to pray, Oh Lord, our Father. Oh Lord, our Father. Oh Lord, our Father. And everybody in the department is angry that he's wasting their time. And he doesn't stop. Even though he doesn't have what to say, he continues to prolong it. Oh Lord, our Father. <laughs> and you want to tell him, shut up if you don't know what to say. But you keep quiet and allow him. And when he has finished in Jesus' name, you say amen. And you feel like laughing, you cannot laugh. You cannot laugh. Because if you laugh, the director of the choir will minister discipline. So, we are just there. Praise God. We all grow, don't we? We grow in the things of God. We are bound in grace. Hallelujah. Say this year, I will win souls. I will disciple them. I will see them grow. And I will see them expand in the knowledge of Christ. Say with me, in the name of Jesus, I have accepted the call to serve and to serve with all my heart, my spirit and my soul. I am committed to the cause of Christ. I am committed to the house of God. I am planted in the house of God and I will plant others in the house of God. I am committed to training believers. I will be patient. I will be patient and I will be consistent. I will be diligent in helping believers to find their realities in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I am dedicated to the service of the house of God. 
I serve selflessly. My money, my skills, my ability, my strength will serve the Lord. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Tell me, I am not lazy. I am not slothful. I am a glow. I am on fire. I am on fire. The way you're talking, you need to be on fire. I am on fire. I am on fire. I am a glow. I am a glow. I am hot in the advancement of God's kingdom. I am a flame. I am a blaze. Red hot in the advancement of God's kingdom. I didn't hear a powerful amen. And listen to me, let me say these words to you wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice. This will be the most impactful year of your Christian life. I didn't hear that, amen. This will be the most impactful year of your Christian life. This will be the most impactful year of your Christian life. And I decree this year Zapato Balatata all the resources you require to fulfill God's plan for your life. Receive them right now. Receive them right now. Receive them right now. In the name of Jesus. Grace abound towards you. You are kept by the power of God. And I decree that you are not weary. You are not tired. I decree that you are refreshed. You are renewed. You are comforted by the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Father we give you praise. In Jesus precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. And I can hear somebody in the spirit saying to me, Dr. Damina, you don't know how I have been wounded in church. I have been so wounded, so wounded, that to even think of church is scary. I have been so wounded. I'm hearing somebody say those words right now in the spirit. I have been so wounded in church that I don't even know where to start from. The, the wound is still there. I speak to that brother. I speak to that sister tonight. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in your mind. Be healed in your emotions. Be healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Can I hear a powerful amen? Now, listen to me. Whether you're in this building or you're watching. Stop nursing the wound. And stop worshipping the wound. Stop worshipping it. And stop worshipping those excuses. Stop it. There are other people you might have wounded. Who got over their own long ago. Get over yours. Get over yours. There are better things to do for the kingdom. Brother Paul said this one thing I do. I forget the past. I press forward. If you don't forget the past. You pass with the past. Get over it. Get over it. Receive God's healing. Receive God's grace. Receive God's love. And move on. Somebody shout I hear you. Yeah, I just had that in the spirit. And healing is taking place right now. Healing is taking place right now. Healing is taking place right now. Backsliders are returning right now. Backsliders are returning right now. Backsliders are returning right now. Those who left their place of assignment, left their place of commitment, there are people who left their responsibility that is theirs in the kingdom, left everything and surrounded themselves with excuses. Excuses. And they have been worshipping their excuses. Worshipping and serving their excuses. Worshipping the excuses and serving it. It's time to get out of it. Look up and say to yourself, I am not weak. I am not of a poor specimen. I am bigger than these excuses. And I'm bigger than whatever was misunderstood. I'm going to keep serving. 
I'm going to keep serving. Because when I see Jesus, I will not tell him stories. Jesus will not hear whether I was wounded or not. Jesus will only ask for the result of the assignment. So I better get over it quickly and move ahead. Can I hear a powerful amen? Tell your neighbor, move ahead in the assignment. Tell your neighbor, move ahead in the assignment. Tell somebody you have no excuse whatsoever. No excuse. No excuse to serve God. Can I hear a powerful amen? And Father, I pray for everybody in this building tonight. Thank you for the grace and the ability to, to continue to advance your kingdom. I rejoice and I decree that everyone here abounds in grace and abounds in knowledge. And we thank you for the privilege of knowing you in Jesus' name. And every believer says that amen on a note of victory. Get a good offering. Let's give tonight as we honor Jesus. And tomorrow we are fasting and we are going to meet here tomorrow morning, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. We'll be here for two hours. 7.30 a.m. We'll be here for two hours. Teaching and praying. Everybody be back to church. You know, after teaching a lot, there's need for exam. 7.30 a.m. is the first exam. We wake up and arrive here. Serving God is not by convenience. Serving God is not based on convenience. So we're here. Those of you online, on television, 7.30 a.m. GMT plus one. 7.30 a.m. And we'll be live at 8 a.m. GMT plus one. You want to connect the services? Get more people to hook up as we continue training, evangelism, and discipleship. Father, we give tonight in faith. We give with joy. Our offerings are an expression of our honor in what Christ has done. Thank you for the privilege to give. We give with joy. And we thank you for the blessing upon this church family. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen like thunder. Gentle ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys. We're going to sign you off tomorrow morning. 8 a.m. We'll be live again, teaching and teaching and praying together. We're fasting tomorrow. That means no breakfast. Then when we finish, if you want to break your fast, you can break it. And if you want to continue till evening, you can continue. Sunday morning, no breakfast. We're coming with the fast. We're coming to the services. And by the end of the services, if you want to break, you can break. If you want to stay with the fast till evening, it's your devotion, your consecration, and an expression of your commitment to the master's assignment. But we love you guys. Thank you for being a part of this church family. Our campuses, we live in the able hands of our coordinators. Looking forward to connect with everybody tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. GMT plus one. And until then, enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service. Hallelujah. I thought somebody would shout glory. Hit that till let's do it as we celebrate.